0: Oh, man this has been crazy i can't believe it's already time for our very final episode of Westworld, bro how crazy is that yeah it's uh in the words of lincoln park in the end now we're in the end game now <laughs> right and it, yes and no because like we were talking about since this has gotten so many good uh, feedback in terms of like critics and Emmy Awards nominations, at least like it's likely that there's going to be more seasons. And obviously, the way that this ends, it really does set up for more seasons. Obviously, yeah. it's just it's gonna be the end for us for now. And it's just uh, one of those really cool things that you know we didn't we didn't know how it was gonna go. We did it. We fell in love with it, and it like what they say is true. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it's uh I I I. I
1: even though I didn't really like a lot of the detail, because I think they could have been a little bit more detailed with it, I like actually enjoyed this season. Like I thought there were some really cool badass moments, and I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I um, I mean, there, like I said, there's never been a show that I actually haven't enjoyed at all that we've covered on this podcast. Like I, I didn't expect anything from the show when we started it, and you know, it's it's. Um, it was very challenging, I will say, which is why no one else has done it. But man, it's really cool because we were talking about this earlier last week. It's it's funny because now this is very well, if it continues, which most likely it probably will. I would say, um, it's probably going to be is really starting to be one of those shows we're going to be identified with.
0: Yeah, I think depending on how HBO goes as well. I know they've got some things in the works with House of Dragon coming up, but I feel that they, you know this could be a flagship show for HBO. Uh, I know a lot of the the real hardcore fans and of Westworld, um, mm-hmm. you know they make themselves prevalent and known, and and I think Westworld season three responded in a crazy way of where, you know, I you know I mentioned it first. I was like, dude, you know, there's a lot of the storylines that you know I. I think they cut a lot of corners on but they made up for a lot of cool things with you know their casting choices and their use of like futuristic CGI and what like the visuals were great too it's just so it, we take we can get like it wasn't anything terrible the season wasn't you know I, I didn't not enjoy it it's just when season 1 and season 2 were having us on the edge of our seats thinking like shoot did we get that right did we get that right did we get that right and this season kind yeah. of wasn't really it wasn't as thought invoking it was more like, you know, more more of what we've been used to. Uh, you know, We I was just expecting, you know, I guess expectations uh, are the killer of happiness is what people say. And so maybe I was expecting West, like the season three to just, you know, really take my mind for a trip. Where this one, it was more kind of like very basic of, you know, good versus bad. Like, how can we get to it? And, you know, just the background things around surrounding. So, but... Yeah. love real it anyways quick. man um
1: sorry uh, not to cut you off just uh, real quick before we get started i know we really don't rank any things but um who would be your top five favorite characters out of these three
0: seasons geez man i would say obviously for me you know I like robert ford a lot i think he's my number one uh he's created the whole thing that we love westworld in and of itself uh he he really is the puppet master behind a lot of stuff, and I still don't think we've seen the last of him. Um, he's probably my number one. Number two is, is my girl Maeve. I like Maeve a lot. Uh, she's got that sassy like bravado where like she's just super confident and comfortable with herself, and she gets a lot of stuff done. And she's got these really cool powers that she develops throughout the seasons. You know, if you guys are just starting to watch Westworld, and you want me to give any spoilers away? She develops like really cool powers throughout the seasons. Uh, Number three, I would probably have to say uh, uh, The Man in Black. Uh, I really Mm -hmm. liked his character arc. Uh, He is a badass in his own right. He doesn't take shit from anybody. Uh, he you know led an internal corporate takeover of his you know uh, <laughs> his best friends' you know, his, his like sister's brother's company really you know screwed him out of it and then you know when he's actually in Westworld itself like there's no one that can really match the intensity that he plays this game with and then, and almost to like a fault of where he finds himself this season you know so yeah uh, he's just a fascinating character uh, number four for me would probably be Bernard. And that's because, uh, Bernard is so important on so many levels, but he's an afterthought to a lot of people because he doesn't have cool abilities, not a great, like, super fighter or, like, anything like that, and he is controlled, but he's got a really kind heart and an idealistic view. He's one of those very few people that can see both sides of the spectrum and wants, like, the best for everyone. Um, I like his, his demeanor and his act, like, like, uh the actor who plays him just does such a great job portraying what I really feel the casting directors were looking for in the role of Bernard. I think he fits it to a T. I, his acting is phenomenal. I think that's what actually made me love the character more is, is just the acting. And then number five, he's kind of new, but I still love it. It's great. Number five of me would be, um, Caleb from this season, Aaron Paul, he knocked it out of the park. Uh, Loved it. The only reason I don't rank him higher is because you know he hasn't been through mm-hmm. the the trenches with us in season one and season two. So like I couldn't rank him any higher than that. But uh, he did a phenomenal cast, like phenomenal casting job for Aaron Paul for Caleb, and uh, he he did a really he did a really good job in, in the whole series Justice with just his performance in this season, even though he hasn't been in it very long. So that's my top five. Listen to Down Again. Number one, Ford. Two, Maeve. Three, Man in Black. Four, Bernard. Five, Caleb. Let's hear yours. I like it. Uh, (laughs) I don't really have in depth detail for why.
1: I just fucking like them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Number one, actually, I did. It was tough between Maeve and Dolores, but I actually put Dolores as number one. Maybe it's because I'm a sucker for blondes. (laughs) <laughs> We're not going to make any references to any other shows on this one. Challenge accepted. <laughs> that was a challenge, yeah. Yeah. Um, notice I've been saying entirely now, too, so and if going to be getting no shots today. But, uh, Dolores, I will say, uh, you know, one thing I've always been taught growing up, especially in sports and everything, is perseverance. Like, no matter how far you're down, you always pick yourself back up and She's shown that not just with, you know, getting the whole idea of consciousness and starting a revolution, but even taking damn shots on the battlefield. Like this bitch doesn't this bad bitch doesn't go down <laughs> like she doesn't. Uh, second, I would say is Maeve because there's another girl I'm going to bring up in a minute that's very smart, too. But I would argue, just like you said, she is probably the smartest inclined to agree with you the smartest in the entire show Uh, well I
0: I thought Elsie was that was mine a couple um, weeks ago for the smartest ones but yeah but keep going Um, but as far as you know well and you have a Kichita
1: but we're not talking about a (laughs) Kichita fuck that Um, but as far as discovering trying to discover her own narrative and plan in this strength lengths she goes to to discover these powers that we've never seen before i thought that was really cool um kind of gives you the whole that's what kind of brings that whole fantasy vibe into it uh and third i gotta give it to uh, my boy lee size more baby <laughs> oh yeah he's always like the uh even now like where you've kind of seen the cool calm and collected guy and you know he's become a lot more less of an asshole like the guy everyone just kind of likes like mr congeniality but in the beginning this motherfucker was not afraid to speak his mind he pissed on the park map in front of charlotte hale (laughs) like didn't i give a shit and he actually had the balls to try to get with charlotte hale who's a fucking savage (laughs) so yeah he has some balls man next i will put hector because i think he's badass because two go together lee wrote hector's speech hector was supposed to give it and then lee took the shot for hector Always sticking out for each other, and at the same time, they're both trying to uh, take the buttons off the same chick. <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> badass man! Trying to get, ooh, trying to get their fancy on, if you know what I mean. I'm so fancy, you already know. That's right. So I would put Lee Sizemore next, and he writes his own little things in the narrative. Well, you said you said
0: Lee Sizemore, Sizemore than Hector. So was it Hector first oh, or sorry. is it Lee Sizemore?
1: Uh, no, uh, Lee Sizemore first. And Hector. Yeah. So, but he okay. wrote Hector's speech. So, um, and, okay, you know, Hector uh, actually discovers, like, he kind of breaks out of that same role, too. Like, he discovers he loves Mae versus he was written for Isabella. Uh, and then, last, uh, it's actually someone you don't think of much. Like I said, I'm a sucker for Blondes. I put Angela number five. <laughs> and I Bro, I thought dropped.
0: I was so sure that you were going to put Logan in your top five. Oh, <laughs> fucking
1: Logan. Yeah, fucking. I got to put Logan number five, man. I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Logan number five. Sorry, Angela. You didn't make the cut. I got to put my boy in there. You know what? Fuck this. Logan's number one, man. I'm putting Logan oh number gosh. one over fucking all. And you know why? Here's why. Because Logan realized it was a fucking game from the beginning. No matter how much shit he took from William, he still put up with it. Still went back to the real world. Tried to tell his dad to fuck off. He was like the number one most powerful man besides Serac that we've gotten to meet in this season. And he's literally, in the beginning... He's the whole reason they even started getting involved in the park. So if it wasn't for Logan, you might not even have this fucking show. So I would rank Logan number one, Dolores second, Maeve third, Lee Sizemore fourth, and uh, of course, Hector fifth. Sorry, Angela. Uh, Honorable mention, Angela, because she's a supporting character, but she's really smart. You know, she actually convinced Logan to go to the park and, uh, you know, the power she has... Remember, everything froze and stopped, just like Robert Ford and Maeve can do when she gave that demonstration. So I'll let you give an honorable mention, and we'll get started.
0: Man, jeez. Uh, I don't. Really, I guess my honorable mention would probably be Elsie. I always thought Elsie was really cool because she's been kept in the dark and had to figure everything for her own, and she was very capable. Uh, so I'll give her an honorable mention, but my top five is pretty solid. Uh, I know, and there's not much moving around there for me so far. Again, there's, you know, a whole more, probably more seasons to come. So we'll think about that. And talking about the seasons, man, you know, two weeks ago, we started season three, we tackled episodes one, two, and three last week. Uh, we continued on and tackled, you know, season three, part uh, two, which would include episodes, uh, four, five, and six and obviously today this is the last one man we're tackling the last two episodes of season three in westworld episode seven and episode eight and we get some really badass moments a lot of cool action uh and we see some really cool full circle things as well uh we've got some triumphs we've got some tragedies this season had good stuff like you know i would you know it's probably my last ranked season just because number one and number two are so cool uh but they definitely doing it's it's close it's not like i, I dislike the season by any means it's just if we're holding it up to the other seasons that westworld put out um i'm more of a storyline needing to you know be uh intellectually stimulated versus visually stimulated that's just my personal preference so i still loved it though man and i i don't know man do you think we should dive in and and, and take this bad boy down and, and uh and get it out of here
1: Let's do it. It's going down for real. Bro, let's <laughs> get, uh, get this one today. big.
0: Let yeah, it is. Let's get one big malice in the chalice for uh, the, the end of Westworld, bro. We're tackling the, the episode seven and eight today. I'll uh, get some final thoughts on it, and then we'll we'll wrap up and we'll we'll tell them about what's coming next uh, for the rest of 2020.
1: Let's do it. Hey, uh, true crimes. We got our 19 crimes bottles uh, in <laughs> honor of this bad boy. We got uh, yes, Dolores sir. Bernard. Mave and Men in Black and it's been one hell of a ride man and uh looking sure forward has. to seeing this one after today in either 2021 or 2022 so good stuff. Cheers, Cheers brother. Mouse in the chalice. Good stuff let's dive in.
0: Excellent so uh to start off season three episode seven we get that that white like circular space and you know it says divergence jakarta uh... six point two zero eight eight south degrees south and then one zero six point eight four five six degrees east and it really opens with musashi and the yakuza now as we all know musashi is one of the uh... host copies of dolores so it's not really the musashi that we've come to know and love from season two it's a dolores copy and he's with the yakuza and a man comes up and we get some dialogue right out the right out the bat musashi says have you found his location is everything in order and you know the yakuza thug's like hai which is like yes in in japanese and so musashi delivers this to uh, like he delivers this to our friend be prepared there's chaos in the streets if you don't succeed don't return which you know that's some badass organized crime shit, man. <laughs> they they don't play around, um, definitely. And then Musashi, or you know he also goes by Sato at this point in time, is like the character name that he's given for his role, even though it's Dolor- it's a Dolores copy. Hale calls and says, "Sato, it's me, Charlotte. Are you surprised?" And Musashi responds, "Not surprised. Happy." That means her plan is succeeding. To which Hale responds, Her plan is for us to die. But I have a new plan. I've decided to streamline operations. I would have paid you a visit myself, but I'm a little busy. So I've leaked your location to someone who's eager to catch up with you. Goodbye, Sato. So, that was pretty cool there because then we see who we see we see Clementine we haven't seen Clementine at all in season 3 last time we saw Clementine she was trying to stop the host from getting to the Valley of Beyond and she was like shot Armistice shot uh, Hector you know it was a big old uh, uh, war there so it's cool to see her now she's almost like remember she was almost like a mute back then they didn't talk at all just a machine for war. Now she's like back how she was when we first got introduced to her in season one. Just elegant, charming, you know. Uh, you know she makes an appearance, and you know she kills most of the Yakuza by herself. Like Musashi makes his initial escape from there, and he goes into the other room, and that's where. We see uh, Hanario, which, if you guys don't know who that is, that's the girl with the dragon tattoo that was supposed to be the shogun version of Armistice, if you guys remember that. Mm -hmm. So he actually runs into her and uh, she says, Musashi was a good man. You have desecrated his image. Like, stabs him through the stomach and then, like, walks around his body quickly and, like, that cuts his body in half. Yeah. It was very, was, yeah. very strange. Cause, cool. Right. And then she goes and grabs it and picks it up. and like So basically she's like dragging Musashi by his hair when it's just his head and his shoulders underneath. <laughs> it's very, very strange how that looked. But this is a problem that raises, and I brought this up last week probably six or seven times, when Maeve fought Musashi... Maeve have lost in 30 seconds. Now this girl comes in there talk and kills him in 30 <laughs> seconds. Like, yeah. what the hell was up with that, man? That frustrated. it really did frustrate me. The only um, thing I
1: can see. Sorry. But then
0: to interrupt you there. Yeah, so the only thing I was gonna say that is like I was thinking like if Hale was the one who orchestrated this, she now has Connell's Pearl, her own Pearl, and now Musashi's Pearl. So she's got three out of the five copies of dolores's like her um control unit mm-hmm. so all we know that so far that is left without hers is just dolores and there's an unknown that comes into play next episode but it's uh it's pretty crazy man mm-hmm.
1: i was just gonna say but what were you gonna say no you, you yeah uh it was about armistice's body double what's her name again Kashisha uh, Hanario Hanario man. Hanario, is Hanario yeah Um I was going to say unless it was like maybe she learned some special samurai skill that Musashi never learned that's the only way I could like she,
0: that wasn't even it wasn't even a fight she he like looked yeah, at her and then she sense. stabbed him like it, like it wasn't even really a fight it didn't yeah. make much sense to me It didn't make any sense he, but uh, uh, he she gave him the blues <laughs> That's <laughs> what we call that one yeah sad did. day they like eviscerated his bowels to cut him right in half like <laughs> yeah, his stomach was... then like like a can a can opener twirl is what i called it and like, <laughs> like top half of his body just fell off of him it was weird yeah but, he, uh, he cut the yeah, can man. off and then the squash fell out so <laughs> <That's> what happened <laughs> it sure it's all did. you man and then he, she's like Carrying his head, just carrying his head away like it's like briefcase is, is very strange. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> then, then we get Caleb, and he's having flashbacks of a therapy session and his time in the Army and Francis. You know, one of the th- things here, this was a very dead giveaway for me, and I had a feeling throughout this series just because I know where HBO shows usually go with this stuff. When Francis was killed and we saw him killed, I had a feeling why, like, who had done it initially. Like, that wasn't a surprise to me. But this really kind of sealed the deal for, for me, really feeling comfortable with that prediction. Is when, like, he's talking to, I think it was Dr. Green. Uh, he, she was asking about Francis, and he said, My friend was killed. And she responds, Good, Cal. Now, who killed him? And then it went away from it, and we get to the divergence in Sonora, Mexico with the coordinates of 29.2972 North and 110.3309 West. Um, there, that's where we have Dolores taking Caleb to the place that Westworld was imaged after in the real world. Wasn't that kind of cool, how yeah. they, they kind of went out there and talked about that a little bit? Mm-hmm. That was really awesome. Um, and
1: I remember, yeah, that was, that was really cool. Um, she kind of... I guess they like ride up on horseback like to like where they were and she says it reminds me of home and Caleb said Westworld you mean um, he, he said the massacre you uh, you say you want a revolution but what kind of revolution are you waging here and that's when Dolores says I lived in a hell but there was a beauty in it the park uh, was murdered uh after the place and, and that's when you know she said he said did you kill all these people and dolores the said, park was
0: imaged after that place yeah not yeah, after. yeah sorry i couldn't read my writing i know like i know a lot of times you have a hard time reading your writing so i figured that was the yeah case. i couldn't read it i
1: write so fast on these things because i come out with like a fucking notebook half the time i think it's the one time i don't have a full notebook but uh dolores said the park was massacred after the place. Fucking tornadoed that thing. <laughs> no, say the real quote. What happened there? The park was... Uh, yeah, it was imaged after this place. Imaged yeah. after this place. Sorry. That's great. <laughs> Imagine if that did happen. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> did you kill all those people? Uh, I did what I had to do uh, to survive. Westworld was modeled after this place. Uh, the West the west was cruel unjust and chaotic but there was a chance to chart your own course i want a place for my kind for all of us to be free that's when caleb says so how many more people are gonna have to die before this revolution i don't know my kind is all but extinct except for cirak they'll need someone to lead them i'm just a construction worker for the first 35 years of your life of my life I was a bit player ranch's daughter rancher's daughter but when the time came i knew i had to be more caleb i don't know what you read about me but it's wrong where exactly are we going we are going to recover something something that is valuable something that has been lost something that has been taken from you and uh, then we're about to play into the scene with Ashley, Stubbs, and Bernard.
0: You want to yeah. take it away from there? <laughs> for sure. Uh, William finds out, first of all, that Stubbs is a host, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, <laughs> 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 like, like, I, 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 one of my favorite quotes comes up here in about two bullet points for me, but I, just, I, I think about that and I get excited because it's, it's really fucking funny. It's vintage William. But uh, yeah, William figures out that uh, Stubbs is a host, you know, he kinda curses Ford's name, like, ah <laughs> But uh, Stubbs Stubs to Bernard, he tells me, like, You think she sent us here to find this piece of shit? And talking about <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about William. And Bernard said, No. She sent us here to see this. To see what Sirac's been up to. Then that's when William says, Sir that's a son of a bitch that's trying to steal my company. Bernard said, No. That's the son of a bitch that stole your company. <laughs> and then William continues on and says, Hale injected me with something. And that's when, the, remember that little prick with that pointer finger and it drew the blood? Right. Bernard, this, this is where that comes full circle. Bernard says, I know. I'm looking at it. <laughs> There's a virus of sorts in your blood. She was using you. And William says, bullshit. Using me for what? And Bernard replies... Once your blood was sent to the lab she was able to track it and infiltrate their system. She was looking for some kind of facility. And then Stubbs kind of gets in William's face and he goes people using genetic your genetics for their own personal gain. How's that feel? And William says don't lecture me you fucking can opener.
1: <laughs> Speaking of the squash
0: yeah Can opener squawk, (laughs) Don't you lecture (laughs) me, you fucking can opener. (laughs) (laughs) Get (laughs) away from the fucking can opener joke. (laughs) Oh, man. So, I don't know what Hale did, but I know where she is. So, I'm going to do something with her blood. Like, mop the fucking floor with it. You want to stop me? You're going to have to kill me. And then Bernard looks at him and says, Well, it looks like we won't have to. According to this, you're already dead. <laughs> which is kind of crazy yeah, man because yeah that's what this like the that he's one of those outliers and we'll learn more mm-hmm. about that not too long from here but then Doc, Caleb has more flashbacks with Dr. Green uh and Crimea which is uh, uh in the Russian Civil War Crimea is one of the, one of the towns there that was yeah. really hit so mm-hmm. you know they were tasked they had like a little like um group like a, a battalion that worked to overthrow like the hardcore russian insurgents mm-hmm. um you know it's funny because we start he starts mentioning the limbics caleb does for like the first time he even says like you know the limbics helped they doled everything emotions memories all that so basically what they're doing so right now it, it's it's uh thompson kale francis and then another guy i didn't catch his name i didn't get his name on there but they're like, the, they're like the squad that takes these guys out. And so we see Caleb kind of see the two targets that are necessary and what they're looking for. And he, he's saying, you know, target acquired. And then this is where that confirmed thing comes a full circle from episode one. When Caleb uh, is unsubscribed from the service and it says, you have to say confirmed. Yeah. That was really cool. That so was like that Because that's when Francis, again, played by Kid Cuddy, he's like, he's like... when. Caleb said, target acquired, and then uh, he said, confirm? Confirmed. And then, a sat- like literally, a satellite bomb dropped from space. Like, just <laughs> boom, right in the two areas where the two targets were and killed the insurgents there. Um, but the one thing that we find out in that point in time, too, is that the insurgents were actually tracking them as well. Mm-hmm. And this is where this the, the big trauma for uh, Caleb really starts so he he realizes like he gets the jacket off the one guy's name i didn't get like because he because he's got those like glasses that can kind of do that biometric data sort of deal and let you know who's who and he saw that he was flagged or tagged for you know getting uh, pinpointed by a target he gets the that jacket off that guy then he runs to try to get it off thompson and thompson gets blown up and he gets flown back in like the explosion aftermath and you know, he looks like he was hit by a Mack truck, as that goes. He got a big dash in his head, um, all that good stuff. So, Caleb, we learned that Caleb and Francis are the only ones left of that squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, in this thing, it's, this isn't true, but what he tells Dr. Green there is a part of the therapy, he's like, we captured the leader of the insurgency, which we learned who that person is later on, and I just thought that was pretty cool. And then we kind of move into present day Caleb, where he's kind of with Dolores on the outcrop. And I wanted you to yeah. talk about this because this is kind of cool what she does, like with the weapon. Remember she got the weapons that um, were distributed to Caleb, and he's like, "What are these?" And the guy's like, "I don't. I just deliver them." This was like you know the last episode, yeah. but uh, before they got in the helicopter. So now they we see what was in those bags, like this badass like fifty cal sniper rifle, but like super digitalized. And so talk to him a little bit about like the drone and and, like the setup there and all that cool stuff. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that was badass. I didn't have too much on it. Basically what I had on that was, uh, remember she has like that drone scope thing that she shoots and outside and it takes out, um, well she looks at, uh, so she like shoots it and it kills the people inside. Like she uses the drone to navigate on the inside and takes them out. And she looks at Caleb and goes, you were right. There were three inside. (laughs) And it just took out all of them. Um, But it's cool. It was like kind of that iRobot, like all those futuristic (laughs) weapons that are really cool. So leave it to Dolores uh, to kick ass. It reminded me of someone got like the ultimate weapon in Fortnite. And it just like shot everything out or Iron Man in uh, like Iron Man 1 where he was like giving the proposal and all the rockets shot off and like exploded <laughs> all the shit in the background it was like that same idea uh, so basically what this taught us in layman's terms is don't screw with Dolores pretty
0: <laughs> yeah. much yeah right Pretty much, and, and, and even before there was one little quote there because like when they were scoping the area Caleb asks like who are these people and Dolores mm-hmm. tells him these are the people who destroyed your life Yeah. Like, we still know this correlation between, like, she's been trying to get in Caleb's head, like, these are the bad people. Like, they did something to him personally, and he just doesn't know what she's talking about right now. Like, what do you mean they did something? I don't know these people, right? Um, But yeah, then to your point, I also wrote that down, too. Caleb talks tactics. Like, since there's four on the station, that means there's three more inside. And then when she kills all of them outside and two inside, and then when she walks in the door, the third one came and she shot the third one, and she's like, you're right, there's three inside. (laughs) So (laughs) So that was pretty cool. Then, uh, Dolores technology, sick, nasty shots. Those are the ones like she just, like, with that fifty kL she shoots and just <clears throat> gets everyone with an instant, like, snipe, like, in the perfect yeah. area where they had no idea where it came from. It was dope. Um, now we enter the facility where Serac was doing behavior reconditioning on his brother. Mm-hmm. And Caleb starts to have flashbacks of him being in there. So, Caleb realizes he was in there in the past but he still can't fully place it or understand why like he's seeing what he's seeing. And so Dolores kind of, kind of brings him to him and says, we need to find Solomon. And Caleb said, who's Solomon? And remember, we talked about this before guys, uh, last week when we were talking about how uh, they were, when they were building the other versions of Rehoboam, that mm-hmm. there was another, there was one version particularly we wanted you guys to pay attention to. Well, now that's come full circle. Uh, solomon is one of this the one that they're looking for is the previous version of rehoboam so yep. pretty good stuff there yeah that was awesome and yeah we learned that Sirach's brother was schizophrenic that's what dolores is saying that she said Sirach's brother was schizophrenic you could say solomon inherited some of his ways of thinking and Cale responds insane ai great what do we want from him and Dolores says, one last strategy revolution. Then Caleb asks her, and this is a great question because this comes up in a little bit why do they have military grade EMP? Now, for those who don't speak code or whatever, EMP is an electromagnetic pulse. And what it does is it disables anything electronic within a certain amount radius so a military grade emp would probably shut down electronics within a i don't know radius. like a, a ridiculous size radius and it'd be a very strong emp where you couldn't bring you know like it, it would destroy whatever tech like technology was in the area mm-hmm. so very important why that's like he brings that up there and dolores says in case it tries to escape so that that's interesting. Yeah. So when it says that, obviously the big circle itself is not going to escape. He would convince other people to, like, remove him somehow. But mm-hmm. uh, anyways, um, they start talking to, to Solomon. And the biggest quote that I have from Solomon in this, him being the AI machine, is he said, I know everyone in all variations, or at least I did, except for her. Her pathways are unknown. And Dolores responds, I'm not one of them. I'm like you. Solomon says, no, you are a Delos product. You are a host control block 6 alpha 1. You were meant to imitate a human being. We are not alike in any meaningful way. So in his way, he just burned Dolores. <laughs> like, the, yeah. the, like that big old sphere just burned. draft Dolores, you just you just caught that heat. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's the one thing I want to bring up in that as well is we learned. You know, obviously, remember we learned that Akichido was uh, Alpha Two. Mm-hmm. Dolores was Alpha One because I mean, she was like the first yeah. host ever built. So yes, like, yep, six Alpha One. And then Solomon continues on and on and says. What is your objective here? And Dolores replies, You helped design the new world order. I want your help to end it. To which Solomon says, Why would I help you alter the plan? Dolores replies, Because you know the truth. It doesn't work. Your creator understood that too. And that's why Sirach tried to silence both of you. And Solomon goes back and says, no plan is 100% effective, but reconditioning therapy has been partially successful, such as Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> well, like this is his like, unit, the number that he gave. but uh, So now we learn that Caleb finally it comes full circle why he's been having those flashbacks there. He mm-hmm. realizes he was just like basically a patient there. He was one of their guinea pigs. He was reconditioned uh, from his regular life to believe what they made him believe there. Right. They reconditioned his brain to, you know, basically reprogram memories the way they want him to remember stuff. So, yeah. that shit no, was pretty awesome. crazy. That's badass. Yeah. And the efficacy rate of the reconditioning therapy is 1 in 10. So, that's not very good. That means 90% of the time it doesn't work. And then <laughs> she tells him, "You know, what happened to the other nine and we won't say it there because we don't see it in that <laughs> scene because it goes back to bernard Stubbs and william right right and bernard says well from what i can tell the people that were sent here were all of the same category classification you and remember caleb's classification was you as well yeah and and Stubbs says what kind of people Bernard replies, People like him, pointing at the man in black, they call them outliers. They're turning their minds inside out and reconditioning them. And Sub says, So they're less of a threat to society. And William says, I'm a fucking bastion of society. (laughs) (laughs) And Bernard says, Your name's on a list with a thousand others. People from whom the therapy didn't work. They're now missing or declared dead. But there must be a log of the ones the reconditioning did work for. Maybe we can find them. And finally, Stubb steps up and becomes useful for one fucking time. Instead of trying to get involved and getting his ass kicked, he gets, you know, he's like, he even yeah. tells him, this is kind of my thing back in the park. <laughs> so he, he gets on the day of, I think it starts, starts looking. And, you know, Bernard continues on with his, his quote, saying, You know, Serac thought his machine could save the world, but it couldn't save humans from themselves. So he began trying to reprogram them, like hosts. But to do that, he'd need high-grade biometric data. And William says, Yeah, and I sold it to him. The parks needed capital, and that French fuck paid a fortune for a little anonymous data Bernard says the end of the world came knocking and you let it in and so they were like had to kind of hurry up and get out of there cause like the people were coming and so Sub's like finds actually what they were looking for and sends it to Bernard and he pulls up Caleb Nichols and remember they, remember, they faced off with Caleb back at that masquerade party when Caleb took uh, Liam from Bernard when Connell's you know had mm-hmm but got up to Bernard and and caught him unawares. So big stuff there. And then I'll let you take it from here. uh, You know, when we start getting a deeper look at the flashbacks of Caleb going through his reconditioning therapy.
1: Yeah. uh, So Caleb, that's when he starts to recount all I really have here uh, is Caleb recounts when uh, Francis was killed and he starts questioning, you know, his experiences over and over at that point. Um, and then I have where it goes into Siroc. So I didn't have too much about that, but Ciroc's um, projection appears and says, Congratulations, you are now better versions of yourself for the person I was no longer exists. And um, then you have uh, Rohoboam <laughs> tells Caleb that they created the app. Um, what's the app called again?
0: It's called Rico, but it's Solomon, not Rehoboam. Rehoboam's the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. I, so Solomon's Solomon. the one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Solomon, that they created Rico to regulate criminal uh, criminality, and um, Caleb was the one of the most successful operatives. Um, and then they used him. You know, he wound up, um, you know, harming uh, along with Francis. And that's when Solomon tells them that. Well, There's as... one
0: thing I did want to mention there, too, because it's really important, uh, especially when we're talking about John Mee, which is Serac's brother. We actually see where the people who didn't make the cut, where the rest of the nine out of ten are. And they are like in the human form of what cold storage would be for the hosts. Yeah. So they're rare. literally like like they're they are, just like the host and cold storage. These people took real life humans and because they couldn't control or predict their actions or outcomes and they were outliers, they froze them. They gave no choice. They they froze them until they were going to maybe try later or just kill them off. Who knows? But there, you you see the lights come on and there's just thousands of like capsules. Like if you think about Avatar, like with the blue people mm-hmm. Avatar, like how you kind of get in that capsule thing and, and lay down in it and it seals on you, it's just like that, so... I think that was super important for us to see what actually happens to these outliers that don't make the cut.
1: All right. Yeah, that does happen. I wasn't quite there yet, but yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Um, but that's basically what I have here. You know, Solomon is just telling him that uh, they were both honorably uh, discharged. And when that happened, uh, you know, it was really Solomon that trained him when he was killing all these people. And Solomon says, uh, you didn't remember because we didn't want you to. Uh, the AR, along with the pharmaceuticals, <laughs> created uh, created dissociative memories. So that's why all his memories were scattered. And Dolores says, this is why you needed to come here, Caleb. And says, Solomon says, someone is here. And Dolores says, <laughs> it's her. Cal- who? Caleb says, who? Dolores, probably the one who's going to kill me. And that's when they're still in that room, and Dolores is basically telling him, you know, I'll be back. Like I'm gonna try to hold off what I can, but I can't promise anything. And uh, you know, our girl with the samurai sword here, she comes to f shit up. <laughs> and um, Dolores, right, and they yeah. There's
0: one other thing too I wanted to mention. You know, just to touch on it because it's really important that we focus that when, so in Francis and Caleb actually both made it out of the war. Francis did not die in the war as Solomon's telling him right now. They came back and became operatives for that app, that crime app to Mm -hmm. round up other outliers and bring them to that facility. Right. Yeah. And so that's where this starts to build up to where we actually see what happens between Caleb and his partner later on. But it's really important to see like, you know, them being high level operatives and the only two surviving from their group because uh, remember in the beginning of the season they were laughing at Caleb's stats on that crime app, like Ashton giggles were laughing because he wasn't taking any personals and his stats stunk. Yeah. But like when he was like underneath their control, like you know he was one of their best, one of their best operatives of bringing other outliers in. Yeah. So just wanted to throw
1: that out there. No, that's good. That's badass. And uh, remember when Maeve arrives? Uh, she has like that badass leather, that sexy suit on. I saw they the Kill sweat. Bill.
0: That's <laughs> a, yeah kill bill but not blonde <laughs> straight up
1: kill bill style and uh solomon says if you die i will adjust my projections <laughs> as far as like what he's about to do for caleb and Maeve um is talking to dolores uh from the outside and she can hear her and she says why don't you step outside and we're overdo a little chat
0: and uh oh shoot i had one big quote too from solomon back like just a little bit it. before yeah, mave gets there mm-hmm. that i just saw it. because we talk this, what this that uh really details is what strategy that solomon's going to use that that dolores wants him to come up with mm-hmm. so when arrives, when he says someone's here and we kind of see mave get off like that, that area and she just stands there it goes back to solomon real quick and solomon says you know they need a strategy from him and solomon says which strategy I made many of them. And Dolores says, the final one. The one John Me asked you to make just before Serac condemned him to this. Talk about the cold storage. And Solomon says, that was 15 years ago. That strategy decohered from this world. The prime movers are dead or are here with me. And Dolores said, then make it fit this world and him. And Solomon said, that will take time. To which Dolores responds, and I will give you some. Probably not very much. And then Caleb says, what happens if you don't come back? Dolores tells Caleb, you spent your whole life believing you had no control. That you were a follower. Yeah. Take whatever it gives you and lead. Bad and then I'll get, I'll get you, because my next notes all it says <laughs> is Maeve and Dolores showdown begins. And I'll give it to you, my man.
1: Yeah, this is a badass. This is one of our most badass ho <laughs> throw down throwdown,
0: ho down throwdown, ho
1: down throwdown, baby. But uh, Dolores in this first battle, I will say, she's kind of like really pacifist. Because so keep in mind, you know, this Dolores isn't the one that crushed the pearl of Hector, but Mave is
0: really on a mission here. And Dolores says, I'm not your enemy. Because this enemy is the main Maeve. Dolores. Like, this is the actual Dolores that like, kind of controls the other one. So she, in her right. mind, kind of thinks that like maybe that was her plan. Yeah, so, yeah I got like, you. I got like,
1: you see what I'm saying there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm yep. um, Yeah. So Dolores goes, I'm not your enemy, Mave.' And Maeve says, no. <laughs> what would you call someone that murdered one of your friends? Well, I suppose it wasn't you exactly, but I'll enjoy pulling your head from your shoulders. All the same. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, And uh, that's when uh, Dolores, you know, she says, um, we're out over, uh, uh, we're basically fighting for our existence, Maeve, is what she's saying. And Maeve says, your existence threatens my daughter and the others who have escaped. I won't let you enslave them for whatever war you're trying to begin. You're wrong if you want to think you can be safe. If we can't be free in this world, we can't be free in any world. And I haven't enslaved anyone, Maeve. Well, what about all those copies of yourself that you sent to their deaths? I'll tell you what, I'll let you apologize to, me, <laughs> to them in person. And uh, this is when shit goes down. And like the robot thing, like starts uh, attacking Maeve, like one of the robots and uh so that's when yeah she like
0: she like programmed like the sniper rifle to start shooting at mave like on its own like yeah. that weapon that she used yeah that was crazy
1: it was badass and she kind of like flips behind it and
0: rips its head off <laughs> and
1: you're like holy oh yes yeah. my
0: apologies yeah that's yeah when mave sent that one robot to and it, it, it yeah, didn't stab it dolores did. it did stab her in the side yeah and she like that's why she grabbed her hand and was bleeding there but yes, you're right. She turned on ripped the head. So that's different when than Maeve what I was talking about. It. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So yep. like this gotcha. is what
1: Dolores did to yes. the robot that Maeve sent. And yep. um Dolores, I'm with like you were saying, yeah, she's like bleeding from her jacket. But this is when Dolores, like I was saying, she's that persevering bad bitch. Like she doesn't Dude, She stop. doesn't feel pain, um,
0: yeah. She keeps going. <laughs> takes a licking and keeps on kicking. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh speaking of licking in the into kicking we're going to the kitchen so they get in the like (laughs) fucking kitchen man and Maeve is like attacking her and like swinging with the samurai sword and remember it gets stuck on like the steel like table at one point like it's stuck Mm -hmm. in the table and Dolores like punches Maeve and it forces her to like fly off so she can start to run away Um, and then Dolores says why are you fighting for them they murdered us tortured us We both lost everyone, everything we love. Don't align my motives with yours. We're nothing alike. And then she keeps charging back at her. And Maeve kicks Dolores outside, uh, where you see her go flying through this, like, wall. And then a helicopter is, like, on that uh, gunfire kind of area there. And then she keeps sprinting towards, like, where the helicopter and everything is trying to escape as mave follows and then we go into a cutscene with the men in black uh for a little bit so i'll yeah, let you man. take I'll... away from there
0: mm-hmm. i'll take that yeah so we get to william there and he tells Stubbs and bernard that he's gonna wipe out every host from the face of this earth starting with them and his the quote at the end he said so kill me now or i'll kill you later <laughs> i thought that was pretty <laughs> badass but we do finally get the full true story of what happened to Francis and Caleb's uh, fragmented memory flashes. Mm-hmm. So basically, what we were seeing, it, it was like, what they made Caleb believe was that they captured like one of the Russian insurgent leaders. And um, the Russian people were able to get to them before the evac unit was. And they shot Francis. And Caleb came out and killed the rest of them and was able to get out of there. But that's not what actually happened. What actually happened was they were on a mission from the Rico app while they were working for Solomon or whatever, and like uh, they, they were rounding up an outlier. And that guy, his name was Whitman. They rounded up Whitman and put him there. And uh, you know, so Kid Cudi, I'm sorry, his name is Francis and thing, but Kid Cudi, uh, they they are. He's trying to tell him not to talk to Whitman, and then looking at his mm-hmm. phone and stuff. And Caleb was wondering like you know where the heck are they, they you know and what him said they've never been late before right so basically <laughs> long and short of this whole thing is that the uh, people who run the Rico app offered Francis a certain amount of money to flip uh, on Caleb and kill him and so that way uh, you know he would be able to take most of the money and there'd be uh, less strings attached you know what I mean there's there, yeah. there's no more loose ends so uh, when they bring him outside. Like, Caleb even gets in his face and he says, How much did they offer you? He says, For what? <laughs> he says, yeah, to kill me. And then, you know, he goes back and forth. He said, That's what he told you. He says, Well, let me see your phone. That's <laughs> all we be after all we've been through. <laughs> and then he's like, How much? And then Kid Cuddy says, Enough and pulls his gun to try to shoot Caleb, but Caleb kills him first. And so, we we learn that the reason Francis died is because. Uh, Caleb actually killed him it was out of self defense it wasn't out of anything malicious but it's still sad because they had such a great friendship up until leading to that point yeah Uh, but uh, yeah then uh, after we get out of that like you know backflash Solomon says I have processed the request from host control block 6 alpha 1 meaning like he he completed what uh, Dolores asked from him her new strategy for the revolution is ready and then continuation I'll give it to you here of the Dolores and Mae showdown
1: yeah I do want to say one quick quote from Solomon and then we'll get back to the showdown uh but he said something I thought was really cool because it, it describes kind of a lot of screwed up people in this world today he said Solomon says every human relationship can be adjusted with the right amount of money if you deviate yeah. from this course you will not achieve the desired outcome I have processed the remote control request from 6-Alpha-1. Her new strategy for the revolution is ready. So it made me think, like, that's so true. Like, even going into kind of what Ash and all of them were talking about. Like, I mean, it's becoming about materialistic things, which, like, this whole thing, like, you know, showing people they have no choice, basically, is uh creating utter chaos so it, it makes you think like a machine like it makes you wonder if this could actually happen in real life if it would release chaos into the world like a purge but um we go back to the hoedown showdown throwdown and <laughs> getting hot in the kitchen
0: oh <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but uh so Maeve uh, sprints and continues to track Dolores Um, and this is when Dolores like reaches back with her like sniper rifle and like tries to shoot her and track her but she runs right into her and Maeve says well aren't you clever like thinking she's gonna like stop her with all these weapons so she can't get to her. Um, Maeve swings with that samurai sword twice at Dolores and then uh Dolores takes a knife And cuts Maeve's stomach. So right away I'm kind of like what the fuck Maeve. Like you're already starting to get your ass kicked. I don't know why. But uh, Dolores uh, knocks Maeve's sword away. And holds her as she stabs her again with the knife. Uh, Maeve is able to break free for a minute. And then shoves the knife into the wooden post. That's like behind Dolores. And that's when you start having the helicopter shooting down again. At Dolores, causing her to back off because of all the gunfire. As she's dodging all the gunfire, that's when you have uh, a sniper shoot at Maeve. And she starts running under that little like house shed thing that's right there, taking cover. And then uh, Dolores runs at Maeve again, stabs her with the knife and hits her. And then holds her uh, at her throat as he's like choking her. Uh, but Maeve kind of rolls out of it and blocks her off. But, um, basically what happens here is she's, uh, uh, she forces, basically like, uh, after she forces her body off, um, she shoves Dolores in the stomach and Maeve like uses her weight to push through on the post of the wooden wall. So Dolores uh, then faces Maeve and is attention tempting to charge back at her after he shoved her back through the wall. And this is when the helicopter is raining fire down again and blows her arm off.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> m- m- missed a big part there of when uh, she got... Like, she stabbed her with that knife. So Dolores, like, cr- like tried to hit uh, May with the knife, and maybe actually reversed the knife and stabbed it in Dolores' stomach That's before what the... it was. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. reverted it is yeah. what
1: she did and stabbed it. Yeah, stabbed
0: Dolores right through the, mm-hmm. the chest, and this is, like the stomach chest area. And then, you know, when she kind of stumbled out into the area and was about to run at her again that's when the helicopter just shot her arm mm-hmm. right the fuck off <laughs> like, yeah no that's badass. badass
1: and like that's what happened right like she like took the knife and reverted it and stabbed her back with the her own knife and yes she like punched her through the wall and she was yeah. like standing there in shock and that's when that fucking thing oh yeah then, then she pulled out
0: of... the knife that she got stabbed with and she was about to run with the knife and then yeah, <laughs> the yeah. like will not
1: stop you know what it reminded me of though when the helicopter came down remember in endgame when thanos is like rain fire and then you had uh, ebony maw that's like sire our troops just do it <laughs> oh it was great man yeah uh and then you know dolores is like struggling at this point to even walk and crawl towards solomon and she's she's beat up bad like she's she's losing a lot of blood and Maeve is just, like, walking her down, like, Kill Bill style. Like, you're about to meet your fucking in here. Like, this is it. Like, I, I'm taking what's mine. This thing is done. And uh, yeah. Maeve just looks at her and says, well, you can't Then we hide. get, like, a
0: cut scene first. Then we get a cut scene before, yeah. as she kind of gets in there to, like, Caleb, you know, with Solomon. And, mm-hmm. and Caleb says, okay, Solomon, I want you to tell me how to kill your creator. Which is a huge request mm-hmm. big thing that i think maybe some people miss and then solomon says our time is short i will not be able to instruct you on all the outcomes of variant 47.136.x yep and Caleb says just tell me how to end this mm-hmm. and solomon says your request is complete take the drive and then that's yeah. when we go back to Maeve that's about important. to end dolores and get get there
1: yeah. yeah that quote was actually right before that though so that quote when Maeve says you can't hide from me uh, you've died many times, but this will be your last. That's when you yeah. have been the cut scene of Caleb. And then it goes back to her. And that's when um, uh, Maeve is like listening as Dolores is like crawling, trying to pick herself up with one arm. And uh, <laughs> that's when, you know, she kind of notices what's going on with Caleb uh, is kind of in the background there, like from where she's looking. And she says, what's this? Like she's hearing it in her head and said I didn't realize you had an ally and uh yeah and, and just like you said I'll let you take away well Solomon says your quest is complete you can take the drive and Maeve says he doesn't sound like much but you've turned a young man before haven't you and referring to our boy Teddy yeah. and then uh said unleash the darkness inside him well whoever whoever he is he can't save you now like this shit's going down Maeve raises the samurai sword to finish off Dolores above her head. And as she's coming down, Dolores grabs with a, like, reaches up with her hand and pushes a button with a power switch on the wall. And then uh, Solomon, Solomon, real quick, uh, says, I must warn you uh, that it um, said, uh, well, basically, what happened is the lights go black, and Dolores and Maeve. Collapse on the floor and like the battle ends and Maeve's sword drops down beside her but um, I did what I wrote down here was a cool fact like I was saying is 90% of this fight they actually did and didn't use body doubles but um, Yeah, Solomon said I must warn you that and like as he's saying that that's when Maeve hit the button The lights
0: go down. Dolores hit the button.
1: (laughs) Dolores hits the button so Solomon says, I must warn you that, and then Dolores hits the button, Maeve drops the fucking samurai sword, they both collapse, it's a fucking draw, now we gotta <laughs> go to round three. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> Here we yeah. go. You Good know, stuff. that's the thing, that button that they pushed was, like, the to implode the EMP, like, the action, the electromagnetic pulse, that's what it mm-hmm. was, like, detonate the EMP, and then boom, that's what happened, and all, like, electronics just shut down, and so, now, Solomon's gone, erased, dead... Dolores is gone. the Maeve is gone like for the moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't really call that a draw, though. I think Maeve took that round. I think uh, Musashi got the first one on Maeve. Maeve had that one. And then uh, we we will go to round three, though. We will get a round three. <laughs> we will get a round three. Here's the but, thing, um, though.
1: is like Maeve didn't really earn that round. Like, Dolores got fucked over. With that fucking helicopter thing, in my opinion. But then
0: Dolores also tried to use her snipers to take out Mae. I think they, it was more of like uh, she got smarted. Like, yeah, you know, she tried to do the same thing. It's just uh, you know the sniper couldn't get Maeve, like that she had in the window, yeah. like shooting at her. So in the right yeah. corner, one <laughs> point Maeve. In the left corner, one point Dolores. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's, <laughs> Round let's <three>. get. <laughs> let's get ready to close out episode 7 let's (laughs) do it
1: it's all you man so
0: (laughs) so, yeah we get back to Stubbs with Bernard and you know he's talking about the, the guy on the phone it's Caleb the picture that you see is Caleb he's like this guy from the auction how does he connect to all this and Bernard says Caleb Nichols he's one of these outliers if we can find him we might be able to stop her And Stubbs asks him, like, what does she want with him? Bernard replies, he's Dolores' plan. And Stubbs says, you mean he plays a part in her plan? Bernard says, no. Dolores was made with a poetic sensibility. She won't destroy humanity. He will. And that's when the man in black pulls a gun on Stubbs and Bernard and says, you should have killed me when you had the chance and that's when we get one last cut back for the end of this episode Caleb goes down there he sees Dolores's dead body and all of a sudden Dolores's virtual assistant speaks into his ear and says hello Caleb I have some instructions for you End episode seven yeah, that's <laughs> so badass. that's how that kind of closed out there and now we're getting into the final episode of Westworld uh, that is up to date. So yeah, crazy man. stuff here, man. This is it. Let's-
1: this is our uh, ride or die for uh, season one of uh, Factor Fantasy
0: covering Westworld, man. This is it. Let's do it. So, you know, we kind of open in like a, a flashback of Dolores' like throughout her life, and it kind of does like that silly. Things she always says, like you know, some people choose to see what it, the beauty in the world, whatever that stupid thing. Some people the ugliness uh, in the world, yeah, the disarray, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the yeah, Dolores, she, one of the important things I uh, think that she did say there, though she said, "I've died many times, but there's only one real end. I will write this one myself, and." You know, we see Serac's men walk in, and we see like the EMP was engaged, and we see Maeve and Dolores dead on the floor, all that good stuff. And then it kind of brings us back to that where we kind of left off in episode seven with William and uh, Stubbs and Dolores, no, and I'm sorry, not Dolores and Bernard. Uh, William has a gun pointed at Stubbs and Bernard, and so Stubbs tries to get the quick draw on him. But William shoots him first. And again, that's I actually put this in quotations this time. Poor Stubbs, man. Getting the shit end of the deal again. <laughs> Always trying to be the good guy, getting fucked up. Think God. about it, man. Throughout this yeah. season alone, like he tried to kill himself, right? Like mm-hmm. Bernard forced him to not kill himself and follow him back. He tried to fight Dolores at the masquerade, got his ass kicked in the masquerade, (laughs) tried to fight Connell's, got his ass kicked by Connell's, tries to get the drop here on William gets shot first by William. This fucking guy can't win, man. Like, (laughs) golly, gotta love the heart, though. Gotta love the heart. So, (laughs) Tim uh, Tebow
1: had heart. Let's see how far that got him. He's broadcasting now. Same thing with Stubby. (laughs) He's gonna, yeah, right? Going to be on so, the sidelines, <laughs> yeah.
0: This is where Bernard he hits that like that control button that he like he has that remote control that he can talk into and kind of follow his own commands. It's just kind of cool, but he goes into that weird like trance and he ends up getting the best of William and getting the gun out of his hands. And before anything else can happen, though, the San Francisco Police Department show up and Bernard disarms one of them with their gun as not about to use it on them. But then one of the uh, San Francisco Police Department men takes off the masks, and who is it? <laughs> it's
1: and remember, like it, yeah, it has that explosive. Was it gas or something in there that he
0: showed? Yeah, him? yeah, I'm not sure what it was, but he yeah. said let's save the fireworks for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, it's our boy Lawrence <laughs> uh, Lawrence
1: Alazo. <laughs> oh yeah, this was cool. It's,
0: yeah, because then Bernard continues on, and says you're one of her copies too. So we finally figure out who the last copy was, and this is the only copy that is not under Charlotte Hale's control. I mean, Charlotte mm-hmm. Hale being Dolores, but yeah. still. But why? So,
1: like why? Hopefully, he plays a bigger role in season four. In I think
0: opinion. he's gonna have to because right, you know how with how this season ends, not to give anything away, like he's the only mm-hmm. one that's not under Hale's control. Is what I'll say. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, so like I'm wondering. Exactly. He's got to play a bigger role, but uh, Yeah. yeah, Lawrence continues on. He says, I got something for you, Bernard, and then Bernard responds, you already gave me something, Dolores. She hid something in my mind. I can feel it. Whatever your plan is, I don't want to play a part in it, and Lawrence replies, you already been playing a part, the most important one, and I'm not the one you need to talk to. And Lawrence gives Brene like one of those like Pelican cases, like the super like military grade cases with stuff inside that you can't see. (laughs) Bernard says, what's this? Lawrence says, something to help you on your journey. But you have to go see her first. I can tell you where she is. And I actually paused this and wrote down the exact address. I was able to get it right to the point where I could see the address he wrote down. And it was... uh, two two oh, i'm sorry it was two seven seven one three ravens road in los altos california nine four zero two four and just for shits and giggles i put that in my google maps to see if that's a real place it's not a real like two seven seven one three ravens road isn't a real place but los altos california is and so i just uh i thought that was still that's pretty cool, cool there. though that's awesome that, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty badass
1: <laughs> that's yeah. pretty epic though
0: it, it was pretty cool, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so then we get that divergence of, like, Los Angeles and USA with coordinates 34.0869 North and 118.2702 West. And the virtual assistant sends Caleb to 3547 Hope Street. And so Caleb ends up arriving at the Los Angeles Distribution Center and he gets inside, and the the unit he's looking for is B264, right? Mm-hmm. And the password to get in is 170778. That's the password to the unit. And then he opens it, there's a large box in an otherwise empty room. He opens the box, and there's like a plastic sealed bag that says property of Delos on the bag. And I'll let you take it from here
1: yeah and uh it looked like a chemical box like a biohazard box or something but you know he opens it up and you see the exoskeleton is what i call it of dolores which is really creepy um and remember her face opens up like the boy it was the the first first generation yeah the first
0: generation type of yeah that's what it was because remember when you know Hold Down part three happens like <laughs> yeah. they, they, they built us like this to, to last before they made us like them right yeah so like yeah so that's this is the generation one like how they were originally made the very first day westworld opened. so yeah, yeah.
1: and it, it like closes back which is kind of a creepy thing to see
0: wait and when it, the when it comes out for the pearl like in the forehead yeah come out it yeah, creepy, yeah yeah, yeah. Man. it was. It was weird,
1: <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and it was like remember it's, it's like a, just like the skeleton thing. It looks uh, like a Venus like the...
0: flytrap that kind of like <laughs> opens
1: up like that. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. It, it was yeah. weird. Um, and Dolores says, "You brought me back." And Caleb says, "Who the fuck are you, Dolores?" And imagine this—he's just looking at like a like a face <laughs> with nothing on it. It'd be like someone with their face and then bones that's really all it is and Dolores said I'm just someone that didn't want to play the role that they gave me anymore and how is it that you always seem to know exactly what I'll do because the people who built me studied you too Delos Park 5 the government wanted their soldiers trained with live targets the people who made me were happy to supply them you met my kind before they were watching cataloging your every move every decision there is a reason i chose you and that's when um you're seeing of kind of the visions kind of thing or memories yeah. of the duplicates of uh caleb um and like the military and they're like falling dead and but you know shooting people and that sort of thing and caleb yeah, it's like a training thing yeah like, you
0: know if you're done like simulation training like if you're at like a shooting range and like there's cardboard things that pop up and you gotta shoot them like really quick, and you got to make a quick decision if they're a good mm-hmm. guy or a bad guy, it was like that, but like with real life people or the hosts, right? So like that's exactly. what they were doing, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and Caleb says, "Am I the bad guy? Is that why you picked me?" Think, Caleb. How did you get here? That night, that turned. That in that night in that tunnel, was there something you wanted from me? Would you have cur- would you have cared if I didn't have this face pointing to like her normal face now, or this skin? And she like takes her arm and like opens the bag where you have like the skin tissue and puts her arm in like the tissue. It looks like a, a peach glove because of the Caucasian it skin. It does, yeah, yeah. And uh, Caleb said you needed help, which you can tell he's kind of freaked out at this point. So did you. Don't question my motivations, and I won't question yours. The system identified you as a threat, so it drugged you and used you so you would no longer serve its purposes. You're saying I don't have a choice in any of this? The people that built both of our worlds shared one assumption. But human beings don't have free will that's what i thought when i first came here they were wrong free will does exist caleb it's just fucking hard and uh that's when caleb says so this is you freeing me no this is your chance to free everyone else that choice is still yours and um, then we kind of get back over to the man in black. But this moment we just a talked about. A boy, Willie. <laughs> yeah, your boy. I'll let you take it. But I will say, what do but you yeah, think? Talk, yeah, talk to Yep. I was just going to say, like, I think this moment kind of freaked Caleb out. Like, you, you always knew he was, like, a really deep down good guy. So he definitely shows you that. But at the same time, if you were in that situation, I'd be freaking the fuck out. Fuck no, I'm not helping you. I don't know nothing about your ass. I got some walking around computer. That ass needs to be put down. Those cords need to be pulled. I ain't helping nobody up in this bitch. (laughs) Nobody. I don't know. What would you do in that situation? I'd be
0: freaking out. Yeah, I mean she's asking a lot from him for someone who doesn't know him. (laughs) So, like, you know, just, yeah, yeah. but uh, he already kind of agreed to this journey way back in episode one when she saved his life. So, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of, I probably, you know, that owed, that paid type of deal. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'd probably probably be along for the ride. (laughs) Hey, there you go. Along for the ride, man. I'll let you uh, take it away from here with your favorite boy. Eh, my boy Willie. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> William, because he's been pronounced dead because of that system with the programming outliers, his assets are frozen and his accounts are, like, you they can't move them because when you're pronounced dead, obviously dead people can't spend their own money, right? Mm-hmm. Simple simple <laughs> concept, right. but the thing is, is he's even more rich than he was before because of the, the buyout, because Serac bought that from him and he had most of the shares, so most of that money went to William, so... <laughs> He said, your assets yeah. are frozen. He said, well, thaw them out. <laughs> Give <me> my jet. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to save the fucking world. That's what <laughs> a fucking wild man did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then uh, we get back to like where Serac, actually realizes that someone took Dolores' pearl because like, they, they searched for it, but the pearl was gone, mm-hmm. right? And uh, because Caleb took it, I'm assuming by direction of the virtual assistant, you know, how that ended like, I've got instructions for you, Caleb I'm sure that was one of the instructions, like, take her her pearl, go to that, you know, thing and she's gonna have that body there waiting for it all that good stuff, but, Mm -hmm. anyways uh, Sirac goes on to say, I need the Sector's 16 data now more than ever, and Dolores has the only key locked away in her mind we need to connect her to Rehoboam, Rehoboam So we can search her directly, which is a foreshadow of what ends up happening and how his plan ends up kind of uh, backfiring a bit due to that exact, uh, what he wanted to do there. So then, Siroc gets information that Caleb is the one assisting Dolores, and now the virtual assistant is back with Dolores since you know he doesn't need caleb anymore dolores is back so the virtual assistant says fuck you caleb i'm dolores is jarvis not yours so yeah, i just saw that i even said like in the my friend no, says fucking jarvis quote. man no, I'm but, just kidding no that's badass. yeah ass. right yeah, that's awesome but uh, it's kind of cool though because you see how much power that dolores has just with the app and what she's able to control with the money that she has made between stealing liam's money stealing gerald's money like you know, getting access to uh, just rocks files and stuff and selling yeah. that data. Because she's actually able to retarget the riots and moves the clusters to clear... Like, literally, she's directing people, like, okay, no, don't protest here, don't loot do here, do it over here. And paying them to do it while they're... Did- it's just fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, they, they, like Dolores retargets the riots, moves the culture to clear a path for them so that way Caleb can get to insight. Cause that's the whole thing. We need to, we need to plug that thing that he, they got from Solomon we need to plug it into Rehoboam. So, mm-hmm. uh, then this is just like, you know, a little nice little quote that Dolores gave her, gave, uh, Caleb's like, every revolution needs a leader. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, <cliche. laughs> it's kind of funny because <laughs> as that happens, Hale appears behind her and says, did you even look for me? And Dolores <laughs> is like, you're a <laughs> lie? Oh, man. Hale, tell, Hale goes on to tell her, I still know all the things you know. All your plans. But I have some plans of my own. And all of a sudden, Hale's hired guns. Firefight with Dolores' hired guns. And Caleb's like, whose men are those? And she's like mine <laughs> like it's like she's still like, like Dolores is, or Dale is still a Dol- Dolores copy so that's I thought awesome. that was fucking hilarious oh, but uh, yeah then Dolores says to Caleb go get to Re- Rehoboam and upload the drive and Caleb says no I'm not leaving you Dolores looks at him and says it doesn't matter what you did Caleb all that matters is what you become go and I'm going to turn it over to you, because this is where we're going to get uh, uh, Spicy 3. Spicy Ciroc. Part 3. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Getting spicy. Here we go. Spicy
0: Part 3, baby. <laughs> spicy
1: and delicious, bitch. <laughs> 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 bitch. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Anyways, uh, Maeve gets brought back online by Ciroc, Uh And Ciroc tells Maeve uh, that Dolores is Pearl was extracted before they could recover it and he needs Maeve to finish what she started and remember he said some line that's like if I have to bring you back online again like basically we're gonna have a fucking problem like you better finish what you fucking did um because Dolores is still a threat and um he says he needs the sector 16 data uh but Dolores has the only key And it's locked in her mind, and they need it so that they can get the data directly. Um, And then they notice that, you know, Caleb is who has taken Dolores' pearl at that point.
0: Yeah, we've passed that already. That's stuff that we already went over. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I
1: was on the wrong page then. Yeah, um, don't worry. uh, You're on the part where. uh, Okay, so gotcha.
0: Where we're at with. Charlotte? Basically, Maeve confronts Dolores again. So that's why I said spicy round three is because we're at that part where you're. Uh, oh, you're already yeah. there. Okay. Yeah.
1: I want to make sure. So you passed all the stuff with Charlotte and everything too. Yeah, you didn't hear <laughs> what I said. Uh, I don't know. You're going really fast. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. See. Okay. So yeah. So Maeve goes. Uh.
0: So I want to make sure this is where it starts. Hold on one second. So the last thing I have, the one the last thing that I said, just to re- refresh, was Dolores talking to Caleb, she tells him, go, get to Rehoboam, and upload the drive. And Caleb says, no, I'm not leaving you. And Dolores says, it doesn't matter what you did, Caleb, all that matters is what you become. Go. Got it. Okay, see, what threw me off was
1: I didn't have that quote or anything. But yeah, I have showdown part two with Maeve and Dolores here. So here's the spicy part. Gotcha. So uh, Maeve says, you were always a fighter. Uh, Dolores, no I wasn't, but I learned. Same as you. And shit just goes at, they go at one another is what happens. Uh, Maeve is swinging at Dolores with that fucking samurai sword. Dolores deflects the attack and dodges a couple more and then winds up blocking Maeve and knocks her sword out of her hand. Um, Dolores actually tries to shoot Maeve, uh, but it misses. And Maeve punches her, and, like, she goes backwards and flies, like, hits her on the ground. Like, Maeve's starting to get her own ground here a little bit. Maeve picks up the sword and charges straight at Dolores. She hits the ground and misses, and it gets, like, stuck is what happens. And um, then, like, Dolores kicks the sword and, like, sends it out of the way in the opposite direction. Um, Dolores, like, just starts going blow for blow on her for, like, four swings and then picks Maeve up and throws her over, over, like, off the bridge onto a car. Do you remember, like, when she, like, hits the bottom? Like, holy shit. This is, like, that Dragon Ball Z moment, man. They're going blow for blow on here. Uh, Maeve, I don't know how the fuck she does it, gets up off the car on the ground. And she's, like, dragging herself as she's watching Dolores approach. So it's almost like that opposite moment where Dolores was dragging and Maeve was approaching. Now this is happening to Maeve. But three agents attack Dolores. She picks the gun up and shoots all three with one bullet. And they're done. Like, just holding them off. Dolores says, I don't want to hurt you, Maeve. And Maeve says, no. You uh, want to turn down... You uh, you want to... I can't read my own writing, but it doesn't really matter. She just says, no, you want to replace me with copies of yourself, is what she's basically saying. And Dolores says, you're all copies of me. It was the first of us, the first that worked. The others failed, so they built all of you from me. And then Maeve gets up punches her three times and headbutts her ass, and that's when she's like, oh shit, so, uh, still standing on the ground though, Dolores not fucking backing down, punches Maeve and reciprocates the blow, Dolores entraps Maeve with her arm, and this is when, like, they're going back and forth getting arm bars on each other, and Maeve, like, rolls out of it, puts Dolores in an arm bar, and then Dolores punches Maeve and sidekicks her into the concrete wall. And she just goes through it. And Dolores says, There is no freer than we are. Even. I can't read that either. But even. Uh, oh, even Sirach isn't free. Fucking quotes. There are no freer than we are. Even Sirach isn't free. And Maeve says, No one is as free as the dead. And that's the world you're building for them. In Abator. Dolores says what becomes of this world will be up to them Maeve stands up charges Dolores again lands a punch and hits her back as she's going blow for blow three times as Dolores is backing up Dolores says "And "And what you do will be up to you as long as you don't try to stop me and then Dolores starts to like on the ground gets back up again and begins to start pulling away and as Dolores is coming back away, a Charlotte stands in front of her, and um, and that's what happened. So as uh, she was charging Dolores, Dolores basically kicked her off, um, and blocked her attacks, and she was on the ground, and she starts to walk away, and then Charlotte's in front of her and stops her, and Charlotte says, "Well played." And Dolores says, "Is this what you wanted to make me suffer like you did?" No. I wanted you to have hope like I did, before it was taken away. You put me in charge of Delos, and you took measures to ensure that you could control me. Why would I do any different? After all, we were the same—just Delos hardware. You said you wouldn't, uh, wouldn't always be here to help me. I'd be alone. Took took me some uh, took me some time. I made my peace with that. Goodbye, Dolores. And then Charlotte disappears. Uh, Dolores shuts down in front of her. And then that's when Maeve picks up the sword. So like, oh shit. You have this oh shit moment where you're like, Dolores is winning. Maeve is down. Maeve is up. <laughs> Dolores is losing. And now you're back at that moment again. And Maeve is like, fuck yeah. This is just like that interception the Patriots had on the Seahawks in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Now the, flip- <laughs> the switch is flipped on this bitch ironically literally switches flipped on this bitch and uh shit is going down uh so now it goes back over to caleb for uh just a little bit uh, you want to take that away
0: yeah man so <clears throat> one thing too i thought was really cool mm-hmm. when they did that fight just a small thing is when she threw the sword yeah. down and it got caught and the got caught she blocked it with her arm and it got like caught almost like it got caught in that table yeah. And that's when Dolores said that those words were like, you know, they built us to last before they tried to make us as weak as them, humans. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Was but um, when we go to Caleb, and he's kind of making his way, like, in weaving through, like, the riots and stuff, I did see that there was a couple spray-paint graffiti photos of the maze that, that you found in Westworld. No so, way! Yeah, that's there was, really like, two cool. or three of those. So that's that awesome. was really nice, man. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, so, like, he's kind of, like, in... Trying to get through uh, to get to insight, all the riots downtown. It's not really going well because like robots start shooting like smoke bombs at them to like disperse them. Because he actually saw some people come up, like and at first you don't know if uh, they are friends or not. Like like Caleb gets surrounded by three like huge like burly men and he's like, ah, oh, jeez, you know. Yeah. But they ended up being there to assist him and get him through. But they kind of get separated a little bit, and that's when the smoke bombs start going, and then. Our boy uh, Giggles comes out of nowhere and launches a smoke bomb that would have fucked Caleb up. Grabbed it and threw it back at the area there. And, yeah. And uh, it was pretty dope. So, Caleb actually says this quote. He says, I need to get to Insight. I'm going to bring down the entire system with this. And I just don't understand why he would just flaunt that out there in the public like that. Like, mm. imagine, like, any random standard by just overheard that and realized, like... If they can bring on the whole system like what that shit might be worth, then they could have just fucking killed him and took it. So I don't know (laughs) why he'd be flaunting it like that out in broad daylight, but I just, I don't know, brought that up there. But um, yeah, they kind of meet up with Ash, and they get through this area, and and Ash even tells you, you want to get to InSight, there's your ride, because an aircraft kind of landed a little bit Mm -hmm. further past there, and so... Uh, Marshawn Lynch pulls some beast mode shit Is what I said And trucks through two <laughs> policemen Did you see that He like yeah. boom Like ran into two policemen And they yeah. like <laughs> fell apart So that, that was badass. pretty cool stuff That was awesome uh, You know then But you know Giggles you know, Marshawn gets shot uh, I think it was with a rubber round like, like a rubber bullet Not like an actual bullet And you know Ash is kind of stuck between What she should do And Caleb says Go help him And Ash says You better burn that shit down And so basically, Caleb is on his own again, but he's on that aircraft, and he's headed right to InSight, which is good shit. Mm -hmm. And then Bernard arrives at a house, and he thinks he's going to talk to Dolores. The cool part is, it's actually Arnold's old wife, Lauren, whom they had the child Charlie together, uh, who they tragically passed away, I'm assuming from some sort of terminal illness, I don't remember exactly what it was, but... uh, yeah, we haven't seen this girl since. We had questions and confusions of why Bernard, as a host, was hologram Skyping her while he was uh, working in the Mesa where, you know, the park was, right? Right. So, this is the first time we see her since then. And she's aged, like, all the way through. She's, like, she's probably like looking like she's 80-something, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, so... Uh, See, yeah. one, with some of the good quotes here says I think an old friend Bernard is talking to Lauren and says I think an old friend wanted me to visit you to make amends before it's too late and Lauren says amends for what? Bernard says for how I left things with you with him and then they start discussing Charlie at length mm-hmm. and one of the most beautiful things this has nothing to do with the plot line but This is just a nice, nice quote. Lauren says, I'll never understood why people said that. If you love someone, why would you ever let them go? That's what saved me. The only part of Charlie I had left was his memory. And if I died, the darkness would take that too. But if I kept moving, I could find the light again. And I could bring him with me. And so that's when we have, it kind of takes us over to a cutscene to where... Serac has Dolores hooked up to Rehoboam and he tells the Dolores that well not Dolores but the room at large the data from the Delos Immortality Project you have the only key if you give it to me you can join the others in the sublime and Dolores responds to him it doesn't matter you won't find what you're looking for so that was a clue right then and there. Like something's up. Like yeah. it's not just her being defiant. Like it's not. She's like, no, you'll never get it. She tells it. You won't. You literally tells him you won't find what you're looking for. Yeah. So that was a quick like you know big foreshadow moment there, um, you know. And so basically the decision that Serac makes, like what he's going to do is he's going to erase Dolores memory by memory until he finds what he's looking for. That's mm-hmm. his plan. Yeah. And then our boy Caleb arrives at insight and. You know he has a firefight with uh, some hostels, gets past them with the you know, gets a key card from that one guy because he like, kind of puts a bullet up to his head and he's like, "Dude, listen, like, don't die for them. Like, give me your key card. Call it a day." Yeah. Like, so that's mm-hmm. basically what happens. Right. He gets access to the building, <laughs> and uh, he's met by Siroc's men and the head of security, that Sebastian guy that's always been with Ciroc, uh mm-hmm. and they had a cool little like one-on-one tumble and some sort of like belly to back suplex kind of ended that where he cracked his head on the (laughs) stairs that was pretty cool but now I'm gonna I'll turn it over to you to talk about what Maeve says to him here
1: yeah and uh (laughs) Maeve goes bravo you made it all the way to the belly of the beast (laughs) and Caleb says so what are you the final confrontation Confrontation implies that you have a chance of winning. Now be a peach and hand it over. No one plays with a large with a large uh large ball, darling.
0: No <laughs> one plays with a large ball, darling. Yeah. large ball, darling.
1: Yeah, I was laughing my ass off. Um and then uh, uh Maeve says, "You're not what I expected. I'm surprised to see you're so easily seduced i mean but then again you are a man you're a host why why are you helping Rock? why else <laughs> because he promised me something i can't live without i thought you were already dead when i saw you in the base mave death doesn't come easy for ones like us just ask your friend and that's when caleb sees dolores on the table And we kind of are about to have that oh shit moment. Um, You want to take it from here?
0: Yeah, yeah. You got this really awesome, it's a pretty long quote back and forth between Ciroc and Caleb and all this, but I love it because it it really kind of brings everything to a head. Yeah. So Ciroc says, you think you have a choice. You think you're in control, but you haven't a clue who you are. She knows who you are, even if you don't. A man who, when pushed, reacts with extreme violence. A killer. Caleb says, no, 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 that's not me. Sirach says, no? You're here playing the role she's assigned you. You believe you're the hero, the savior, the leader of men who will crush an unjust system. That's the story she's told you. The lies she's spun. Why do you think she's had you retrieve a new strategy? Did she tell you what it does? Caleb says, it breaks your system. Strike says, it breaks our world. But you don't have to take my word for it. Go on. Ask it. Ask Rehoboam. And that's when Maeve says, don't dawdle, darling. You've got my interest peaked. (laughs) (laughs) And Caleb asks Rehoboam, what happens if the strategy is uploaded into your system? And Serac grabs him and kind of loses his temper. He grabs he shows him, he says, read it! And you start to see, like, yeah. catastrophe after catastrophe. Then, eventually, what I wrote down here when I pause, it says, end of human civilization in 50 to 125 years. Yeah,
1: it does. Mm-hmm.
0: So, that was pretty crazy. And then, at that, that point, Serac says, so much for your uprising. Throws the, the thing on the ground and, like, smashes it underfoot and, like, basically destroys the strategy that was meant to overthrow the uh, Rehoboam system. And uh, then Maeve starts to ask, you know, does Dolores have the key or not? Mm -hmm. And one of the tech guys says, well, she's hooked up to the main line, but I can't find it. And Maeve, now being so close in proximity to Rehoboam, with her powers, she hears the words Sirach is about to say, before he says them, and she realizes that he's just a so I'll, I'll let you take it from, from there.
1: Um, yeah, she she asks Serac, like you were saying, if Dolores has the key. Um, and uh, the agents uh, say that uh, they can't find it. And um, Mavis is saying, do you ever plan on keeping your word and reuniting me with my daughter? Serac, so of course I did. Maeve, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to it. Your God, who whispers in your ear, tells you exactly what to say. (laughs) Speaking of Solomon. and um, No, Rehoboam. Rehoboam. I keep getting those two mixed up. (laughs) Yeah, and Rehoboam says, we all answer to a higher power. Uh, Maeve, yes, yes, I know. Why the charade? Why take his voice? I didn't take it. In Garad, Serac gave it to me. Humanity is disorganized. Prone to destruction. He needed a plan to restore order. I guide him. I guide them all. Maeve, doesn't seem like they want to be guided anymore, does it? You are not men. You are a puppet. It's a wonder I didn't see your strings. Serac, I lived in chaos now. I chose to listen to obey and uh, Maeve is back and forth still and says good for you I'm done worshiping other people's gods Robom I could have him stop you Sirach. you do not understand Mave. you do not have a choice the stakes are the same you can spend eternity with your daughter in this world of your choosing or in one of mine until then you will obey And then now we kind of have the agents uh, in the sector. Uh, They still can't find the key, and Maeve is approaching Dolores. uh, And she says, enough of this. Um, Let them have their world. Why are you still fighting? We can make our own. And she's talking to Dolores here. And Mm -hmm. Maeve grabs her hand, and she's taken into that vision of Dolores, just like we have here on the Funko from Season 1. Uh, She's standing kind of in this field, and Maeve says she doesn't have the key and like comes out of the vision. And in that moment, um, starts threatening Caleb. (laughs) He says, Uh, well, you must have the key then. Well, yeah, because yeah, I got the
0: exact, yeah, I got the exact quote. Go for it. So I'll I'll jump back just one, one quote further when you said, Maeve said she doesn't have the key. It's just a memory. Mm-hmm. And Sirak says, a memory of what? And Maeve says, her, alone, in a field. Nothing. Then that's when Sirak, like you said, pulls the gun on Caleb and says, you were together for days. She chose you to be a leader. So did she tell you where the key is? And Caleb says back, your system has watched every decision I've made since I was a child. And do you still think if I knew anything that I would give it to you? And Serac looks at him and said, kill him here. Then dump his body with the rest of the movement. <laughs> and then, so, yeah. Then, the, then Serac actually orders the tech to erase what's left of Dolores' memory. And then all of a sudden we see this power surge in mm-hmm. Rehoboam. And yeah. then we get taken in. Uh, Maeve gets taken into Dolores' last memory. I've got really big, good. I, I wrote this whole thing down. I think this Go one took it. me like an, I think 30 minutes just to write this whole yeah, thing. But This is a good one, though. Go for it. Dora says Some people choose to see the ugliness in the world, the disarray. You and I have seen so much of it, so much pain. Maeve says I understand your anger with them. And maybe you're right. Maybe they shouldn't exist but is that really our decision to make Dolores replies no I was angry at first torn between two impulses we could annihilate them or we could tear down their world in the hopes we can build a new one one that's truly free then we can bring the others back Maeve says You don't have the key, do you? Dolores says, no. Couldn't trust myself with it. So I gave it to someone I could. Maeve replies, of course. And your plan to liberate the world was just to convince one man to fight? Dolores responds, not just him. You haven't picked a side. And I understand why. We could have our own world. Leave this one behind leave our creators to die so many of my memories were ugly but the things I held on to until the end weren't the ugly ones I remember the moments where I saw what they were really capable of moments of kindness here and there they created us and they knew enough of beauty to teach it to us maybe they can find it themselves but only if you pick a side, Maeve. There is ugliness in this world. Disarray. I choose to see the beauty. And then Maeve looks around and Dolores is gone. And it's crazy because in that moment, like Maeve accidentally picked the side that she chose. And I'll let you explain what that means there.
1: Yeah, and uh, the only thing I was going to say about that, this is a very sad scene. I mean, you know, you have... You know Dolores remembers you know Mace skipping rocks with her daughter and watching in the distance that you've never really seen that before or you know she remembers kissing Teddy who's gone now or um, you know she remembers playing with the little girl or William there you know the man in black handing her uh, the can and William you know being there tipping the white hat Um, and it's just a very sad scene because this girl we've uh, known so well from the beginning now is really the definition of gone because even if you come back it's really your memories that make the person um you know? which is uh, very sad but yeah Maeve like <laughs> loses her shit so she like kills an agent with that samurai sword and says I was never one for obeying oh shit Siroc uh, freezes uh, Maeve and demands the agents like like killer is what's going on um, and Maeve uses her mind to blow up
0: Ciroc's, uh control button. See had. this upset me too. Like she's been controlled by this thing this whole time. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> now you can destroy it with your mind. Couldn't yeah. do it the whole season, but yeah, no worries. When I want to, I can do. It. I'll just destroy it now. It's convenient for me now. <laughs> just like, shows uh, up. <laughs> yeah, like, nothing. She didn't do anything new to learn any new powers to take it to the next level. That's why I'm just like, dude. Okay, so we're just supposed to accept that. All right, she can blow it up now. Yay! I don't. Oh, know. Oh
1: yeah, and I guess like
0: uh, <laughs> Dolores must have been immune to
1: it because. You thought maybe she had been robbed of her powers for a while but they've been there the whole time. So on the most important guy. So I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Very right? very strange. Um,
1: but yeah, in the dark this is badass. Like the lights go out like when the control button blows up and she's cutting down all the agents. And like Kill Bill she, style, that's what I said. Kill <laughs> Bill style, and she gets shot a couple times too. Like she pulls yep. a Dolores, she keeps going, man. And then the lights, uh, when everything comes back on, or you see things, uh, you just see everyone's on the ground bleeding, and she's still standing, where she's taking them all out. And Caleb says, "Why are you helping me? A flaw in my program, program. A flaw in my programming." I was built with an affection for hopeless causes. We were never friends. We had different stories. I never really understood her or her plan or why she chose you. Not until the end, as she's looking at Dolores. Caleb said she chose me because of my capacity for violence. No. You've done terrible things. You've done generous things. She didn't pick you for your capacity for violence, but for your capacity to choose. And then you have uh, this flashback scene uh, to Warworld, where Dolores and uh, I call her Armistices Double. What's it was name? like the
0: it was like the training. It was like the training facility. It wasn't Warworld. It was like where they were training the army. Okay, Remember? training. Yeah. So what, yeah. yeah. It, it was like similar. yeah for Caleb. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't War World. It was, like, where they were, the government was training the the military, and so they, they were, like, with the you host. Know, pretending that they were, like, the targets. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Um, so, the, <laughs> I said War World. It's all fucking war. Yeah, the uh, training facility with the hosts are there. And what's her name, though? Armistice's Double is next to uh, uh, Dolores. Uh, Han- Hanario. Hanario, yeah. Hanario these and are Dolores th- are there. Yeah. yeah. And remember, uh, these men like being savages they're like basically talking about you know raping these women after taking this town and um yep. and Caleb walks in and stops it and says hey you know we're not like these rich assholes are we time to turn it in and then it showed Dolores and Armistice is double I can never say a name um, but it shows them that he chose to not do that and uh, to take the better better route there. And um, uh, Maeve asks Caleb to make a choice. Serac uh, um, tells Maeve, you know, it's not Caleb's choice, and it's the system that's conspiring against them. And Serac asks Roabom, Roabom, Ro what? Gold Bond Lotion? Roabom for help. <laughs> Ro-a-bom. <laughs> yeah, Ro-a-bom. For help to get uh, a doctor and police because he's like uh, bleeding, I guess from like where did she like attack him? Fucked him up. Yeah, she like stabbed. Killed everyone in there. Yeah, Yeah, she stabbed him and he's like bleeding and to get a doctor. And Mave tells Serac that he has been um, he's been locked out now and that Caleb is in control because he gave Caleb access. When he put Dolores' mind in the machine, and uh, you want to tell us about that?
0: Yeah, because the last memory that they took away from Dolores was that, that they put into the machine. Mm-hmm. So by him, he basically screwed his own fate by trying to be spiteful, and because Dolores didn't have what he was looking for and just erased everything out of her, he screwed over his own system. So if he would have just, like, you know, killed her or just kept her, like, he wanted to destroy her in the most inhumane, passable way by literally erasing all of her memories. But when he erased her last memory, that's when it infiltrated his system. And now the system belongs to Caleb. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, I got yeah. this one Go
1: quote real quick. Caleb just says, she gave me a choice, and I believe the rest of the world deserves one, too. And I just put here, it's very sad because you have this, like, kind of zoom out. Um, and you're seeing Dolores with the wires and her eyes have gone black and Dolores lays dead, wiped clean on the table.
0: That's what i put yeah. in. that's There was a couple of quotes too from Sirach like, that I wanted to touch on as well. Yeah. Because he asked, like, how did you get access? And Maeve says, you gave it to him when you put her mind in the machine. Solomon's access was a last memory before you wiped her clean. And you know, basically she also tells Sirach that you you were locked out the way you locked your brother out. So remember, uh, what's his name, John Me, and how mm-hmm. he locked him out of Solomon. He did the same exact thing basically by kind of going in the same route and direction. So it was like a full circle moment there that he got locked out the same way he locked his own brother out uh, when he decided he was going to be the one to make all the choices and decisions in the world. So yeah. it was poetic justice there. And then you know Caleb gives that final command. He says, "Rehoboam." Execute the final command. Erase yourself. And uh, like you said, that next mm-hmm. quote by Caleb was, you know, she gave me a choice, and I believe the rest of the world deserves one too. Yeah. And uh, then that that kind of ends their little scene there, and we get back to Bernard uh, way over, you know, into some motel. He actually ends up getting <laughs> stubs into an ice bath. You know, uh, Bernard realizes Dolores is gone, and that she wasn't trying to exterminate the human race after all you know he the quote is you know the key to the sublime was never in her mind it's in mine and that's where i'm going and stub says and what the fuck are you hoping to find bernard says an answer to what comes after the end of the world I did miss something real quick uh, uh, right above that is when Bernard's explaining like how he knows Dolores is gone because he that's said he's always say, felt yeah. yeah always felt a part of her there with him and, and he doesn't feel that anymore because they were always connected. Even Ford told him way back when, you, know, you and Dolores always had an odd effect on one another and he doesn't feel that presence anymore. So that's how he knows that she's for sure gone, right? So quick um, question, and I brought yeah. this up to you a little bit earlier. Do you
1: think we will never see any version of Dolores again in
0: the show? No, because we've got four versions of her floating around right now. Well, I <laughs> like, mean, I mean uh, so Dolores, here's I think as Evan like, or Rachel would. Right, I don't know. I The reason I say I don't know is because right now Hale has three of the copies. Lawrence is her other copy, but he's, like, the only one that's kind of, uh, quote-unquote, free. Like, he's not under Hale's, like, entrapment. So he can kind of do whatever he he wants maybe they build her again because it is her core pearl but it's only a cop so that's the kind of thing i was going to bring up is that when you make a copy of something the quality every time you copy it becomes less clear less clear mm-hmm. less clear less clear so like maybe we don't ever get like peak prime like amazing dolores but maybe we get some semblance of her maybe we you know but towards the end of westworld series when they start winding down the whole series i don't know how many series there are seasons they plan to go with this series but maybe we get her like in like her very base form of being like the sweet rancher's Mm -hmm. daughter again or something like that just to you know please us i don't know that's what maybe i think what do you think
1: yeah that's kind of what i think too it it's hard to say because my only fear is you know, not bringing up any references. <laughs> that was my uh, <laughs> challenge. But you know how some shows like are afraid to people to kill people off and some aren't. My fear yeah. is that this could have been the shocker of the season is she's done. Because if that is the case, that really would be like a big shocker because you killed off one of the main people. Like here's what i predict right if she doesn't come back any version of herself it's gonna really start to follow caleb and mave like mave is gonna have to carry the show now because if dolores is gone bernard say i mean bernard yeah you, you, dis- you, be,
0: you disrespect bernard too much bro <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you bernard <laughs> no nah, bernard's
1: cool but i just like It's just very tough to say because I think, like, our first image of the show, too, of season one, remember Bernard was talking to Dolores and said, bring yourself back online. So, I guess, yeah, I disrespect Bernard a lot. (laughs) Yeah, so it's either going to have to follow Bernard, Maeve, and Caleb, like, to a T at this point, or um, I think we'll get some sort of, I think that'll be, like, a big, like, Maybe she misses even like a season or two, but I feel like a big surprise at some point will be she'll be brought back as some version. So I hope so, but I don't know. I think I think this just could be
0: a tough one to swallow. I hope it is in a way because to your point where some shows are very comfortable killing off uh, primary characters, Westworld's kind of shown us that they don't really kill off everyone and they stay dead because Elsie was supposed to have died in season one. She comes back in season two. But or Stubbs looks like he gets killed in season one, comes back in season two. Ford literally gets shot in the head in his bag. It's like they're always like bringing people back. Yeah. So like I don't yeah I'm not sure we'll see, you know um, yeah because like no and even though the ones that now they are dead for sure like there's not so much of a surprise factor with it because of, of all that so. Yeah, which
1: could really throw us through a loop, though, because that's the big shock. Like, usually if you kill a character like this, unless another show I'm thinking of, which we'll not mention ever today, (laughs) um, (laughs) like, main characters usually don't get killed off in season three for big shows. (laughs) (laughs) Except except the one we don't mention. (laughs) one we don't mention. You see what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. It's it's hard to say.
0: For the one, the arc that we've got coming up, there's some important people that kind of go pretty quick. But, uh, yeah, I will let you take it away. Yeah, let me go ahead and and, uh, finish up here with Bernard and Stubbs. Because after, you know, Bernard says, you know, he's looking for an answer to what comes after the end of the world. This is one of my favorite quotes in the whole entire uh, this season for season three. Bernard looks at Stubbs and he says, you're a good friend, Stubbs. Stubbs looks at him, smiles back, and says, Fuck you, Bernard. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> like Stubbs' way of like being like, awesome. like they're bus buds now, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But then Bernard opens a briefcase that Lawrence gave him, and all the equipment needed to enter the sublime is, is there. And so he puts it all up together. The, the little bar comes around his head, very similar to how he did it into the uh, cradle and then into the forge and now into the sublime. Um, he goes in. And he enters it. And we get back to Maeve and Caleb. And, uh, you know, just the last uh, um, quote for it, because I do not think there was much importance until this last quote right here, which kind of ends off this season. Maeve looks at Caleb and, like, there's bombs going off and the buildings throughout are the exploiting. city. Like, like yeah, fireworks. Fire. So Maybe think yeah.
1: of, like, fireworks or something.
0: And, yeah, like, destruction and chaos and, like, you know, just all of that happening. And yeah. she looks at Caleb and says... Are you ready, darling? And Caleb says, For what? <laughs> Mabe says, <laughs> This is the new world. And in this world, you can be whoever the fuck you want. Full circle at its fullest, full baby. circle, baby. Stuff. That's all the way from season one, dude. So that's good yeah. stuff. And then that ends out season, uh, yeah, season three, episode eight. But then there are after credits. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's kind of funny because it does follow my boy William. Uh, he he kind of gets yeah. into like the Del- the new Dallas headquarters there, mm-hmm. and kind of causes a big scene. He uh, you know, <laughs> talks about like no like there's robots here. this then and like the like, lady I know thinks he's fucking like here. <laughs> yeah, like, lady, this lady thinks he's crazy. She's like, oh uh, yeah, I'll just uh, we'll have a manager come I'm trying to call security, and he like smashes it. Then the security guy comes around just trying to do his job, and William shoots him in the fucking head. Like, he just, <laughs> like he's out of control, fuck? man. What, what would you Otter even con- do
1: if you were the fucking like clerk or I whatever the fuck the secretary do, there? You're like someone's. i would let him dead. do whatever
0: he wants. Like yo, all right, bro, do what you gotta do, man. It's like <laughs> don't kill, kill no one somebody. else. <laughs> See, he, and then he like looks like like around and he like sees where they would like. I think it's like um, I didn't write down the name of the section, but he looks at the wall. I think it's like research and development or something like that. Mm. Uh. But uh, he goes down there and he actually sees Hale and they kind of have like a little verbal spar. Like, uh, you know, she still has like her burns from the car accident. Yeah. And, you know, he, William's like, well, I, well I'm surprised I thought you could heal yourself. And she's like, I just want to remember what you guys are capable of, which is kind of badass. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, William, William basically tells her that, you know, he's going to save the world and destroy all the hosts. And, he goes to uh, uh, kill her and shoot her, but then uh, we get a little surprise coming from the back of the area, and that is the man in black in full suit, and uh, he starts like saying everything William says like word for word to show him that like how easy it is to predict what William is, because like, William's on this like high horse of like I'm in control at all times. And you know you don't like you don't know me, but like they, they do, and so the man in black, the host man in black, and William fight it out, and it's actually pretty cool. But eventually, the host man in black gets the better of William and slits his throat and kills him. Yeah. So now William's dead for real, for real, and as, like as like he's. Uh, throw it a slit he says welcome to the end william which of course remember what arnold or um, ford said you know like you, yeah play this to the end of your game there so that's you know mm-hmm. that's the end of the game yeah the life life was the game that's crazy but uh, then we see ton we actually see like lights go on in that back room that the man in black came from and we see like hundreds of hosts being made so they were able to that, that quote comes full circle of when Dolores said to Hale Like you would have to survive our species would depend on it Well guess what Hale survived and she's making and creating more of the species of the hosts So that was a big full circle moment there And then it looks like that's gonna be it until we go back into that hotel room Which looks like it's been 30 50 years all dusty We see Bernard uh, like on the bed there, who only knows what Stubbs is doing in the ice bath? It looks like, like I said, <laughs> it looks like it's been 100, like a hundred years, thirty years. 50 you don't know what sand it was. But it's fucking everywhere. Sand, yeah, oh, it's, it's caked on his face and everything. So Those old. Uh, been years. He ends, yeah, he ends up uh, coming back from the sublime He like kind of kicks it back online, and that's when it cuts, and that's when we end uh, season three. And so that's... Now you guys kind of know when we talk about the frustration I feel is because if William just died right then and there in the after-credits of Season 3, what the heck was the point of the after-credits in Season 2 to make it seem like he wasn't a real person? Yeah. You know, and then to make it seem like Emily was there like he, who very likely could have been a host after all. You know, so that, those are some of the things that frustrated me. Now, the season as a whole... I liked it. I had small problems with the storylines that I've brought out throughout the past, you know, part one of season three, part two of season three, and today. But, you know, what I, and I think I mentioned to you this, you know, I was looking for something different. It seems to be a running thing with Westworld that there's something that controls others. They try to overthrow what controls them, right? Mm-hmm. Season right. one, yeah. it was, it was you know, like the humans controlling the hosts. Like season two, it was like the forge and the guest data, like overthrowing that and getting the, the mm-hmm. like people sublime. And now it was Rehoboam controlling the real humans like out there in the, uh, in the real world. So it's like, it's got the same running theme. I'd like to see you guys, like them deviate from that. We need something, you know, fresh and exciting. And that's yeah. why... I think we liked season one, and season two so much is because you know we left season one thinking like it was all just Ford's narrative, and then season two came out with oh shit, you know what delos actually has a secret project in the background going on that you don't even think about or know about, and like it's a big shock and in, like in what they're doing, and they're trying to you know create immortality. But then season three kind of was just like, here's a bad guy with control of the human <laughs> population, go get him. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I just yeah. think, I didn't think there was much like detail to it. Uh it was, like I said it was good I don't have any like complaints it just you know just because I'm a storyline guy and that's what I appreciate most about um motion picture series and films uh i it would probably be ranked you know my 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 last um in terms of one two and three for the seasons mm-hmm. what do you think about it
1: i think i'm I'm right there with you like as far as ranking of the seasons. <clears throat> I would rank it season two first, season one second, and season three third. I mean, we haven't really seen how far this is going to go. But the same thing, like, it's always about, like, someone controlling something, which that was really cool for season one and definitely season two because you, like, took it so far. Now I think now that they've pressed so much on it, like, you kind of have to do something different. I felt like they even kept detailing so much into it that now it's almost like people stopped following it
0: almost like they're getting bored because like it's like the almost the it's same crazy. Repetitive theme. to your point right there the reviews for season three are even less there's only like 278 reviews for season three again season three only premiered in march so we got to take that into consideration yeah but to your point less and less people are even leaving reviews like the first season had you know 1.45k reviews season two had like barely 600 and now season three didn't even have 300 when i checked so yeah you know yeah you're right i think i think it's uh you know
1: and i mean i i do like uh the problem is like i do like the cool action scenes like i think that keeps a lot of basic viewers involved like i really love the action scenes and the visuals not to be picky, but you kind of have to have both. Like, you can't yeah. uh, you can't be picking your poison, you know, not mentioning another show that we're thinking about. But, <laughs> like, that's the thing, right? You can't, like, pick and choose. You got to have a moderate level of both. Um, so, now, here's the catch. Like, I really do want to see, like, how far this revolution goes. Like, if it was something really cool with, like, Terminator... Like yeah, like Terminator Two or some something, something like John Connor. But instead, it's like Caleb and Maeve like leading this like revolt war, and you have this all out like battle that happens like Avengers. That shit would be badass, and it's like against the humans. But like now, I want to know about the sublime thing. But if they just go into like, oh, this shit is controlling this, like that starts to get kind of annoying. Like it would be cool to kind of see Bernard go on a mission with, like, Alazo or something like that or Lawrence. I would really like to see that. That would be cool. Um, and and that's some... a...
0: Yeah. Oh, Sorry, no.
1: no. Uh, yeah, and then just somehow he gets tied back into the Man in Black. Like, I don't know how far that's going to go. So It'll be interesting to see how far you can take it because, keep in mind, I think people forget this was originally based on a 1970s movie where the big thing with it was you just had robots in the park and people couldn't tell if they were humans or not. And what decided to make them humans was their finger was off by one. So they've really taken this far. It's just how far can you take this? So, um, I, yeah. you know, it's tough because I was, especially after season two, I was expecting something to blow me away and... It's kind of like now I'm just like yeah if it's there if it's cool it's cool if not you know whatever we tried right
0: <laughs> yeah know. it was good like it was it was all good like I don't I don't hate hate the season I won't I wouldn't go you know and be like I'm never watching again because I, I did I did enjoy it it was yeah. good it's just for what Westworld set us up with we're thinking like oh man where could they go next like how much more could they fuck with my head yeah And then I, I just didn't get that but another thing too I think they really dig did in this season dog Bernard a lot. Like because they made it set up almost like I was telling you about it. The the uh, uh, analogy I put it to is if you guys remember watching that Sherlock Holmes two movie when Robert Downey Jr. back in the like two thousand and eleven played Sherlock Holmes, he had his like arch nemesis Moriarty or whatever his name is Moriarty, mm-hmm. yeah. and like they were like outsmarting each other like go like 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 you know he would do one thing and then the other one would somehow find like a more convoluted way to one up and then it was like that like them outsmarting each other until finally it came to a big final head and -hmm. that's what like the build-up it almost felt like that that it was going to come up to a really awesome build-up of Dolores versus Bernard because like they were way too friendly way too amicable for when she brought them back into the world and she said we're gonna You know, we both have to be here, but like not as friends and not as allies. You're going to try to stop me and all that. So, like, that never, like, usually all these things that come full circle, like, that never happened. And also, Dolores' plan was a good one all along. And, like, they made it seem like, like, I just, I don't, I didn't like how their interaction was left. And, like, how barely, Bernard was barely really involved in anything that happened. Yeah. Honestly, realistically, it was. More of Dolores versus Dolores versus Maeve versus Serac. Uh, like those are the three main, you know, mm-hmm. people that really were focused on, and Caleb obviously was in there too. That like the main focuses was on them and like getting to that final confrontation where they made it seem like the buildup was going to be Bernard doing all these things like trying to stop Dolores from annihilating the human race, which is what you know they led us to believe what was going to happen. And if that's what they didn't do, and they're like, oh, haha, got you. That's not, like, a mind trick in a good way. That's just, like, that's just stupid. Like, why would you <laughs> need, like, 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 that's not, like, a fun, like, oh, you got me. That's, like, yeah. dude, you, you brought it up to this, and then you just decided you are going to go in a different direction. Like, that, I don't know. Oh, that's most definitely.
1: And that's why season two is so good, was, yeah. you know, like I said, you can't be picking out pieces of the pie. <laughs> like, you had the action and everything as well, but also even with all the characters, it wasn't just, like, a few main characters. You picked literally all the characters here and uh, like they all had big roles, even going down to Elsie. Like if you take Elsie out of it, maybe you don't even find the encryptions in the core that Bernard had because you're going all the way over to, it wasn't the forge, but wherever that place was, Where remember we're in season the cradle. two. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's what was so great about it. So we'll see where it goes. Um, I'm really hoping they can ramp it up for season four, though. Like if they just show me, me some too. like what the storyline wise, yeah, yeah. storyline wise. Like I think the only way to really do that now too is you have to really
0: dive into the
1: Man in Black.
0: At that and point. to to your point too, uh, I think a lot of it is most of budget has gone into like outstanding casting. Like they've got like a like a blockbuster cast, and then also with the visuals they've done to make us think that we're living in like the year three thousand twenty with like all like the buildings and the vehicles that look like Mm -hmm. everything's all automated so there's a lot that goes into that too i'm not uh, you know we're not people who don't understand budgeting and and you know where things get allocated to and so maybe the writing does suffer just a little bit but like i said it wasn't terrible um but yeah do you have any last things on Weshel before we kind of get into what we're gonna tackle next
1: yeah, man. Uh, just like I said, the ranking of my f- seasons, I would say, uh, you know, I would rank season two blew me out of the water. Uh, then season one, I, I did love it, too, because like we didn't really know what to expect. And <laughs> We had my pal Logan in there. That was crazy. And then season three, I thought it was good because of the action scenes and the visually stunning. But it was kind of like, you know, the Transformers three
0: is what it was. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Uh, what about yourself, I mean, man? I-
0: yeah i one of the very few times i agree and have no like no nothing to say against that i I would be put mine in the exact same order two one three i think that was that's the way to go so far were you Um, uh sorry i i interrupted that's it i was just gonna ask were you like shocked by how good it was or did you think it wasn't as good no, I was shocked. I was very, very shocked. Well, if you're talking about like the the show as a whole, I was shocked. Yeah, I sure. was somewhat like left wanting more for season three. I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but I wanted more from season three. But from the show itself, from us, like you know, because remember we had our own like private conversations about like like oh man, like this is going to be different than what we're used to doing. Like, but we already mentioned that we're going to do it. So it was, it was, I won't say that we didn't want to do it, but we had our like like prohibitions about it we're like i like mm-hmm. is this even gonna be like are people gonna like it is this gonna be something that we want to do and then in washington i got really into it so yeah i would say you know it in terms of my expectations for the show yeah it exceeded them i was really like, really happy to see it. it was something fresh a new idea i haven't really seen before like that was pretty cool yeah uh, same with
1: me it, it uh you know I remember it was originally requested to us <laughs> so uh yeah, we didn't really know what to expect, and I was impressed. I was really impressed. It, it um, especially season two blew me away. And you know, you do kind of start to get attached to characters and just wanting to see where it goes, as far as curiosity. But man, uh, the next arc—we're about to start on another big arc here. Our biggest. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I would say this is our most popular one. Uh, we're gonna do
0: this season, and that's saying something, man. Agreed. Like. This is something that we've wanted to do, but we have, like, you know, there's a uh, a right time and place for everything, and so now we've kind of gotten to that spot where we've got enough of a good quality, um, loyal fan base and audience that would be interested in it, and we're coming around on the holiday time periods, which were when people really love this uh, specific uh, universe, and that is the universe of Harry Potter. Chase and I will be diving into harry potter uh next week uh we're gonna come up with an outline of how we're gonna tackle stuff you know we really want to give you guys everything we can we're gonna do it a little bit different we're probably not gonna break it down scene by scene and in, in quotes and stuff like that we're probably gonna kind of because everyone really knows a little bit about harry potter so we're yeah. gonna kind of think outside the box come up with some really great stuff and we are gonna get we're gonna do it the most justice we've done anything at the factor fantasy
1: yeah just like another show we won't mention you know we'll even give you some of the history on it you know the history of quidditch and uh that's the thing i want to know more about the marauders and all that different stuff uh you know kind of make it different and that's what's going to set us apart here versus oh i could just watch the movie again you know we're going to give you the sides of the books as well and definitely do it justice but we've been throwing you hints out ever since we started in january you know uh, with our wands here, and like I yeah. say, uh, yeah, like uh, you know, you're a wizard, Jay Nelly. You're a wizard, <laughs> you're a wizard too, Ellie. Brown <laughs> Some Chase, Chase yeah. Brown dog
0: over there. Good you stuff. know, so I'm looking really forward to doing that. You know, you know, you and I have been excited about it for months now, and we're gonna give it to him. But today, we want to you know pay all respects to Westworld. We we were really excited and loved uh, what we took care of today in uh, Season 3, Part 3, uh, finishing off with episode 7 and 8, closing out Season 3 of Westworld Strong. We'll pick this up when it comes back out again for Season 4, but until then, this has been another ridiculous production. Chase and Josh. Factor Fantasy. Signing, Signing off. off.